Bruce Lawn. I get to talk to a lot of really cool people, man. A lot of artists from all types of walks of life, and today will be no different. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Mr. Dove Award himself, <laughs> Mr. Multi Number One, we got Aaron Cole, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. What up, bro? Thank you for having Let's me. Let's go! <laughs> Okay, you are the first rap artist, as far as I know, you correct me if I'm wrong, to win a Dove Award for Best New Artist or Artist of the Year? Refresh my memory. Uh, bet, uh, new Artist, yeah, Best New Artist of the Year, yeah. Wow. The yeah. first rapper in, in history. Now, if you guys don't know what the Dove Awards are, they're basically the Christian Grammys. It's a big deal. And the Dove Awards have caught a lot of flack for not showing, uh, I would say, hip-hop enough love. But it, it, I, th right. I think you're, you're changing that, man. So um, congratulations yeah. on all the accolades, bro. Um, the, the, the number ones, um, the, the, just the consistency that you've put in. You've been doing this thing for a long time. For people who don't know who Aaron Cole is, can you just give us, uh, like my man Hafiz would say, a 30 to 60 second elevator pitch on who Aaron Cole is? Yeah, um, Aaron Cole, I'm from Bristol, Virginia. Um, started rapping when I was three, singing when I was seven. Um, I got serious about it and gave my life to God when I was 12. Got signed when I was 15 to Toby. Um, I went through like an artist development process for a couple of years. When I was 18, um, that's when kind of like I came out on goatee with Right on Time, John went number one. <clears throat> and then from there to now, just been figuring out like my sound and, you know what I'm saying, making everything that I do come together. Um, and I'm here now, just dropped my second album. And uh, yeah, man, life is good. We, we and the good. second so. album, the second album got like what, three billion streams? <laughs> million, million. Sorry, I wasn't yeah, trying to joke. Three, three million. million. It's already yeah. at like three point one million streams, right? Yeah, yeah. Three point. Yeah, it's like three point six million streams. Crazy. Excuse Crazy. me. Three point six million streams. That's amazing. It's same thing. Same thing. <laughs> okay, so we got to go back to the genesis. So you, how do you start rapping at the age of three? Explain that to me. Right. So, so my pops had a studio. Um, and when I say studio, like, it's not the Ruslan studio setup, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we had, like, we had the church mic, you know what I'm saying? Hip-hop EJ4, um, no pop filter, you know what I'm saying? No headphones, nothing. We just had, like, a little setup, and different um, artists would come in and out of the studio. And so me okay. just looking up to my pops, um, I just, you know what I'm saying, started sitting into the sessions. And so my uncle used to be a Christian rapper, um, just in the area or whatever. And I made sure I was in like every single one of his sessions. And I started rapping like whole verses to him at like three. So I memorized his verses at three and four and like rap his verses to him. And so they was like, let's give him a shot. And so they started writing, you know what I'm saying, for me. Um, and I was just doing shows in the area, you know what I'm saying? And my my parents was really like instilling it in me, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so then I say about seven, <clears throat> my uncle who was doing a lot of my writing, he got married, had twins, moved away. And so I was just kind of like being a regular kid. Um, and I grew up in church. So, you know what I'm saying? I was just doing right because of my parents and all that right. stuff. But right. I, that's why I said when I turned 12, I gave my life to Christ for myself. I I feel like I really understood like what the gospel was, all that stuff. Mm. And that's when I got serious about it. And I felt like God was saying that this is my calling. Um, and yeah, it's been going since then. But yeah, that's how it started. So so let me ask you a question. So, so, so. You're rapping at three, you're you're right. kind of starting to perform around seven. And there's a video on your Instagram of like you as a kid and, yeah. doing, and yeah. doing memory verses, which I thought was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, man, but, but even at a very young age, you could see that you are uh, very, very on the word. Like you knew the scriptures. I mean, I, I, I think... Right. I don't know how many scriptures my six turning seven year old now knows, but it, it, you know you yeah. you got a cadence and a rhythm. Uh, at the time, does is your family what are they thinking? Like are they thinking like Aaron Cole's like this is gonna be like crisscross? Yeah. Like what are they thinking about? Like, you about to be bow the Christian bow wow? Like what are they thinking right. in their mind? Or is it just kind of like well we're just gonna let him be him? He's passionate about it, and you know we're gonna see what the Lord does with this. Yeah, um, I talk to my parents about it all the time. They said, like, they never knew it would be like this. 
Like mm. they thought they always thought it was just like a way of because my my dad got saved from a Christian hip hop concert. I don't know if you know him. It's Ricky being forgiven. Um, mm. They they was they they was a host of a show back in the day, makes massive lounge and all that stuff. But oh yeah, anyways, yeah. he got yeah. So he got saved at their one of their concerts. They came to my area, um, and it was like ten people in the crowd. And my dad was a wild boy. And he gave his life to Christ that night. And so hmm. from then, like my it was just on my dad's heart to like you know what I'm saying pour pour him back into the ministry d- through that way. But my dad can't rap, so it went from my uncle down to me and so it was it was just a way of like spreading you know what i'm saying how it was back mm. in the day just spreading hope and stuff like that um and so yeah they never realized that it was going to, to become this that didn't happen until my pop said i said that this is what i wanted to do in my life you know what i'm saying i started looking up to other people and saying this is how i wanted to model and what i wanted to do in my life and so i think that's always interesting because it's like it's crazy that they poured in what you know what i'm saying god had for me to do and uh, they didn't even know it would be this way. So, but yeah. Man, how cool is that, bro? So, so okay. What age do you start rapping your own rhymes that you wrote? Like, what year is that? Because yeah. you're seven performing. You said 12, you give your life to Jesus. At what point are you like, nah, son, like, I'm going I'm right. yeah, to yeah. write my own bars. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> right. That was, that was, so that was 12. So, okay. when I was 12, um, <clears throat> I said that to my pops. Then that's when he told my uncle. So I started like going out to um, my my uncle lived in Danville, Virginia at that time. So I started going out to Danville, Virginia. He started showing me how to write and stuff like that. And that's how that happened. And so I was literally, I remember my dad made me do a challenge, like writing a song every day for 30 days. And so I, I was just trying to like do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you did and it? You, hard, you fulfilled like, the, you, you did the challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did the challenge. Yeah. It was hard, but I did it. <laughs> at 12. Like, Sometimes at 12. Yeah, at 12. That's how I got better with my pen. That's how I got better with everything. So it's like I was just doing that, always trying to write, always trying to get in the studio. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that so that's when it that's when it switched over for me. And so it wasn't this like Michael Jackson, like we gonna make him be this guy. <laughs> like it was more organic. It seems like nah. you really wanted to do this and this is just something yeah. that you seems like you've been good at since you were a really young age. So it just it yeah. just kind of flowed into each other. Yeah, so I'll say it definitely wasn't Michael Jackson to start. But when I said I wanted to do it, my pops turned into Joe Jackson for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, so I started, you know what I'm saying? We started doing shows, whatever. We was going hard. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of was in a group um, when I was 14. Um, okay. That lasted for like a year. That lasted for like a year. I remember I was upset about it because, you know, I was like, man, I put my all into this group. Whenever, when I when I go I, into I, something like I, feel I know like, quite a few things about groups, Aaron yeah. Cole. <laughs> Thankfully, you got that you got rid of oh, that. God. You got that out of your system at fourteen. Praise God. Oh God, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was I was upset because I'm like, man, I put my all into this group. I literally gave this group my whole album like that I was working on at the time. So mm. I remember I'm upset. I'm in my room. I tell my pops like. You know what I'm saying? I'm upset. He called me into the living room. He's like, man, I need you to go in your room and write me a hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, we about to kill. And then he goes, he goes, we about to kill these uh, N-words. I'm going to just go on the set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, we about to kill these N-words. He's like, I need you to go in your room and write me a hit. Mm. So I just wrote this song, 15 is the New 15. That's the record, like, EP that Toby heard that got me signed and stuff like that. And wow. from then, Toby, Toby was like, I don't want to put you out till you're 18. Um... And so I went through a whole like thing because I didn't want to do that. I felt like I was ready. So I went, I signed, like I had other offers on the table. I signed with this other record label, came back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know about that situation. Uh. He came back um, and he was like, yeah, I really feel like you're supposed to be with me. So I signed with them. I still had to go through the development process and through that process, like my pops just put me through boot camp, bro. Mm. So my so my daily was it, routine. Go ahead, go, before you get into the daily routine, was it difficult to get out of that other situation you were in? Like, did they have to buy you out of a contract? Was that like co- convoluted and com- complicated business wise? Because I've heard of artists like prematurely signing deals, and then they're like, ah, oh, and then a new label steps in, they got to clean it up and buy you out of right. your contract or whatever. What was that transition like when you went when you signed yeah. the first deal and then transitioning to? Um, to, to Toby. 
Yeah, so it was so the whole the whole time during the thing, like during the regular the first regular they were like, if you ever like wanna leave, like we'll let you out kind of thing. Like that mm-hmm. that was the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um so when it got to the point where we was like, All right, like this not working, like we brought mm-hmm. we trying to leave. This was even before we knew Toby wanted us again. Like, we was just like, We not with this situation. Mm-hmm. Um first he was like yeah, like that's cool. Like, okay, bit. Um, we gonna we gonna have another meeting. We we'll talk about it, whatever. For so- somehow, he found out about the Toby thing. Mm. Kind of got tight, and then was trying <laughs> was trying to you know what I'm saying hold me, keep me, and stuff like that. Um, we was about to go to court and everything. It was about to be crazy. Um, and I remember Whoa. I just came home from school one day because I was still in high school. So I came home from school one day, and my pops was like, "Yeah, they just." They said they was gonna let you go. And he said that he had been praying that whole day that, you know what I'm saying, we didn't have to go down this road. Cause at that point, man, we ain't had no type of money to go to court, like mm-hmm. nothing like that, getting no lawyer. So we was right. just, you know what I'm saying, praying. And so he he let us go. And luckily, like, it, nah, it wasn't like crazy. Like we, okay. it was a small second where it got crazy, but it wasn't crazy, so. So pretty seamless yeah. transition. Now you're now you're looking at signing to Toby. Your dad puts you on this, right. this regimen. So talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I never forget. I always leave this part out of the story, but I think it's important because I remember I had I had just like I think I just signed, but of course nobody knew yet. And I had this like look this church was putting on this conference at my high school. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh and <laughs> I remember I had to perform at the conference and I was I was nervous. Like I and young and even now I don't get nervous on stage. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like I do it so much. Like you know, what saying? I don't really get nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was nervous, and the reason I was nervous is because it's like these kids I go to high school with, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? <clears throat> and also at that time, like I wasn't really even like vocal. That I can be honest and say now, I wasn't even like that vocal about my faith or anything like that. Like I was just kind of mm-hmm. like whatever. Like with the kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wasn't wilding with them. I was definitely different, but I definitely wasn't like how I be talking about in my music, I wasn't like that with them. And so it was kind of like a a play in my heart of like, dang, I didn't want to go too hard. I wanted to seem cool, but I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. Remember I came home, my dad was tight. Like, we, we either gonna do this, you know what I'm saying? You gonna give your all in it, or we not gonna do this. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's when the bootcamp starts. So daily routine, I had to get up. I had to get on my word. <clears throat> um, then after that, I had to do my chores. After I did my chores, I had to go outside. We had this big hill in VA outside of my house. Um, and I had to run up the hill performing my set for 30 minutes straight. Yeah. That's like Outcast vibes. They used to make Outcast yeah, yeah, yeah. jog and, and perform. Yep. I had to do that whole thing up a hill, though. And then after I got done with it, I had to stand at the top of the hill and perform my set like I was, you know what I'm saying, in a mm-hmm. in an arena or whatever. And people walking, driving by, looking at me like I'm crazy. I got to get outside of the road. Stuff mm-hmm. crazy. So do that every day. Take a shower, come down. Then I had to talk to my pops about what I read today. Um, <laughs> and if I came with some, like, bull crap, like, not no revelation or anything mm-hmm. like that, just trying to, you know what I'm saying, get by. Like, he called me out on it. Um, <laughs> he's tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there's a whole thing. Like, I'm in trouble. So... But I really say, like, that shaped me. Like, that shaped how, you know what I'm saying, I read today, that shape. Like, that showed me, like, man, I really got to get in the Word every day and stuff like that. Because yeah. before that, like I said, I was, you know what I'm saying, I was saved, but I still wasn't knowing everything that it came with it. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the Kojic church. So really in Kojic church, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Like, they don't really bit, care about yeah. teaching you all that stuff. They just like, man, for the show. It's really for the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. Um, and so... So yeah, in that moment, like that's when I really learned, like learned a lot and grew a lot of my character. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's that's the thing that's kind of like I feel like kept me in this place. Like all those, all those trying times, all those mm-hmm. you know, stand preparation things. Because if I didn't have that, bro, like I probably would have been done. So mm. yeah. So so you so you do this thing. How does the show go? That 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 first show at the high school that your church is putting on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's when I came. It was, it was all right, you know what I'm saying. But uh-huh. if me and my pops, we know what I do. 
I was trying to act too cool. I was trying to, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I wasn't really saying what I was <laughs> supposed to be saying. So you didn't you don't like crush it and knock it out of the park. Like it was still it was like an okay right, show. Right. Okay. It was an okay show. And it was only an okay show because I was, you know what I'm saying, trying to be cool. Like you trying mm. to be too cool for school and not, you know what I'm saying, whatever. It's yeah. like it's people going to notice that and that's my pops and you know what I'm saying? Usually the older people notice that. The kids, it's like I seem cool to them, but then I really touch their heart, you know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like I definitely didn't touch their heart in that moment. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? I was just trying to be too cool. So, so then, yeah. how does the situation with Toby work out? And we, if you guys, we're talking about Toby Mac. How does the situation come back around the second time, and yeah. how does that kind of flesh itself out? He literally, as the thing was wrapping up with the um, other label, he literally just called my dad back and was like, "Man, I feel like you're supposed to be with me. Like I, I feel like it's the artist that I've been praying for." <clears throat> and um, he was like. As soon as you get out of your situation, like come up to Nashville. So that's that's what happened. Like we came out to Nashville. So so yep. Toby tells you, yo, when you get out of the situation, come to Nashville. You guys come to Nashville. Yeah. How old are you at this point, and what year is this? This um I'm 15, about to turn 16. So it's like, like I said, the other situation lasted almost a year. So I'm I'm wrapping up that situation. So I'm 15, about to turn 16. I want to say Decemberish, Januaryish, because I'm. My birthday's in February, February 28th. So it's like, it's around that time, like a couple months before I turned 16. Okay, um, so and what year is that? Oh, uh, man. I don't know. What's the math? Because I'm 22 now. <laughs> so, 20, so like 2015? 2015, yeah. 2015. 2015. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember, um, who who's over there? There's somebody over at Goatee. And he, we've stayed in touch. Brad, I think is his name. Oh, yeah, 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 Brad. And I remember talking to Brad, and he was like, yo. And I feel like you already were making a little bit of noise in, like, the CHH yeah. scene. And I remember right. Brad telling us, like, yo, like, we got this kid. His name is Aaron Cole. He's super dope. Um, right. and, and talking to him around 2015, 2016, I think when you had just first signed yeah. uh, to Toby. And so I was like, man, that that's really dope. And I really think nothing of it. And and so now it's super dope to see it all blossom, but right. they put you through an artist development program, which, first yeah. of all, shout out to Goatee for actually still doing artist development because a lot of places yeah. don't do that there. it's a, right. They want the, 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 the fine-tuned package with the numbers and the clout and the booms, right. booming streams yeah. and everything. They take you from not really being nothing, nothing to in terms of yeah. numbers to building you up. Tell yeah. me about that. That artist development product process and yeah. what did you learn? Because because you signed at sixteen, but you don't come out with your first record until eighteen, right? Right, right, yeah. So, so tell me about what that process I, was like. Yeah, before I can even get into that, like I want to say I'm grateful because, like you said, like they told me from nothing. Like I was like I had a couple a little buzz, but it was really nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that 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 process just looked like they really had me coming to Nashville all the time like i want to say monthly to just get in the studio with different people so that's when i first met dirty rice joseph Pelosny, um derek um all that stuff like I, they was just mm -hmm. putting me in different different rooms seeing seeing what was happening um mm -hmm. and uh at that time i um i was really nervous about my voice like mm. which is crazy to think about now like i was really nervous about like Cause I grew up sing, like I grew up singing in my church, cause my mm -hmm. whole family sings, mm -hmm. but like my music was something separate than that. I felt I always felt like you know what I'm saying. Okay. It was like singing, singing is not part of the music. Like I can do a little melody, but it's really rapping. That's me. I'm the bars guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. how I was before. Right. And so I would get into these rooms, and they would the producers and stuff was just finding out that I can sing just from you know what I'm saying. Me being in there freestyling whatever. And they just started asking me like to sing like oh let's sing this song. Mm. Goatee found that out, and then that's that's what opened the whole new world of like CCM, the gospel, the, all that stuff. So that came in the artist development process because, like I said before, that I was nervous. Like I was like, nah, the singing is not what I do. Like it's really the rap, you know. Um, and so yeah, I'm grateful for that because honestly, if it wasn't for my singing, like it'd be I probably would have a whole different career right now, you know. Um, so yeah, it was, it was that. And then I think, I think the main thing that I've learned in the artist development process, cause like I said, I have been doing shows. So performing all that stuff, like I was definitely learning stuff in that, in that time, mm -hmm. but I kind of had got that. It was really the hard stuff. It was really 
learning like, yo, I need to treat the other artists on the tour the same way I treat the janitor that's on the tour. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was stuff like that. Because at that time, I had no even recollection of that. I'm just like, okay, this the janitor. This the person that put up the lights. Like, I, I don't even need to kind of speak to him. I'm good type thing. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When it's like, in that moment, I was finding out that stuff. Like, that's really what character is. Like, treating everybody as equal and not treating somebody that's, you know what I'm saying, ahead of you. More, with more respect just because they can get you into a higher place you know what i'm saying um Amen. so that was that was that was the most thing that i learned in that in that time like just the character stuff the heart stuff which is yeah. what sustains us so that's yeah. so good man um in terms of that process did you feel comfortable trusting goatee at that pro at that point because a lot of artists wouldn't right like the label yeah. these older guys and they're telling you like hey you really want to consider this singing thing. You really want to consider doing some of these crossover records to CCM right. world. Like there's this, there's this other world out there that opens you up to a massive audience. And yeah. a lot of rappers be like, no, I'm going my way, the highway. Right. 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 Gotta give them right. bars. Right. And you <laughs> right. didn't, you listened. So like, yeah. what was that in you? Is it just because of the way you were raised? Is it because you just genuinely trusted that the people at Goatee had your best interest in mind? Like, what was it about yeah. that that you trusted them and 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 stayed um, faithful to what they were encouraging you to do? Yeah, that's a good question. Because um, I think it was a little bit of a mix. Like, I definitely trusted them, but I definitely had that same thing. Like, I was like, man, nah, like, I got to give them the bars, all that stuff. But I think more more often than that, like just because of the people that I had around me, my circle, mm -hmm. like I, I knew my destiny. I knew, I, you know what I'm saying? I knew where I was supposed to go. Mm. And I think God was showing me in that time, like I wasn't going to get there without using every gift that he gave me. You know what I'm saying? Amen. It's like Amen. the, the sing, like if I'm not using the singing thing, that's, that's something that he gave me. So I'm not using all of my gifts. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think it was a mix between that because it started it started off like 18 came out right on time and i and i'll definitely say like i'm grateful for right on time one more day everything that that gave me but i took what they gave me and also put it with what i've learned over the years and that's how you get like a, a like you the one that i got with torn and toby now mm -hmm. where it's mm -hmm. like it's still singing it's still you know what i'm saying that pop side but like if you listen to the album i was talking to dill about this the other day like if you listen to the album like it it flows seamlessly like it feels like now like i'm putting it all together to mm. where everything sounds like it's me you know it's like oh this is an aaron cole album that has everything it comes together when i feel like before it was like you had this side of me you had the right on time you had the ccm side of me and then you had the hip-hop side of me and so i feel like my fans was like okay which one is he going to give us when like this album i feel like it's just like coming together of like okay, man, I'm taking what they gave me. I'm taking what Derek gave me. I'm taking what God gave me, and I'm putting it all together to make who Aaron Cole is. So, that's dope. Yeah. That's that's really cool. And I think, yeah, I think sometimes gluing it all together and making right. it feel seamless can be the hardest part when you're multidimensional and you can do kind of right. multiple things. How much yeah. of, of your, like, how much were you able to glean from Toby Mac directly in terms of that relationship? And talk a little bit about that in terms of, um, cause he did, he, yeah. he, you know, the tours, all that kind of stuff. Like he did obviously signing you to go to, but, but talk about that relationship and how much you were able to glean from him personally. Man. Yeah. A lot. Like, and when I talk about the, the, the character stuff, like that's something that I learned from him. Like, you know what I'm saying? He Toby, no matter who you are, like, since I was 15, nobody know my name. So now, like, anytime I text Toby, it's a it's a text right back. You know what mm. I'm saying? If my if my pops text Toby, my pops text Toby after he, Toby won his like whatever like six Grammy. Toby texts him right back, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's moments where you like, man, he don't got to do that. Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? Um, and so that the the most thing that I learned from Toby, like besides music, besides you know what I'm saying? All that stuff. Because he's definitely taught me a lot of that. Like, I feel like that's my big bro, for real. Like, he was definitely in the trenches with me a lot. Mm. Um, it's that. It's the character. Like, it's, mm. I can always <clears throat> I can always lean on, you know what I'm saying, Toby to show me how to tr how to treat people and how to, you know what I'm saying, handle situations. Even, 
even a situation with you know what I'm saying his son passing mm-hmm. like I was I was close to Truett and all that and I remember I went to the, like the funeral mm-hmm. um and just Toby's like heart and Toby's like view of it was just like crazy to see like how tapped in he'd be to God you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um and so yeah I, that's a lot of the stuff of handling situations and stuff like that I learned from Toby and he's he's been with me like anytime I want to call him like he he always answered the phone and stuff like that so it's been dope is he give you a lot of freedom with the music or does he kind of is he kind of hands-on yeah. or like how does how does that uh that flow <clears throat> definitely now like I I literally this album I kind of like just turned it in like the mm. only the only the only time that he kind of like spoke in was like the when we started working on like you so okay. we had the studio session together and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um we just was chopping up about the album i showed him some of the songs and stuff like that and <clears throat> he you know what i'm saying he he gave us two cents and stuff like that but i think he trusts me now you know what i'm saying like how i trust him with certain stuff like he just trusts me with how i the vision that i have for my music because a lot of a lot of artists and he tell me all the time like even some of the artists that he has signed like he has to be more hands-on because they don't have a vision for it or mm. don't know where they want to go. And that's just not me. Like, I know. Like, if I'm making an album, I know where I want to go with it. I know what I want to do with it. So I think he trusts me with it. So Yeah. I think that says a lot about him in terms of being so secure in who he is to right. sign an artist who has a vision and who can yeah. work autonomously without needing to be told what to do or how to do it. I mean, you said you guys, I mean, he's literally had an input on one song and the rest of the album, you turn it in and, yeah. they, and they pushed a button on it. That's really, yeah. that, I think that says a lot to his state of mind and also just him as a visionary to be willing to look and say, hey, we need someone like Aaron because he's going to be the future of this label and what we're doing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I, th- I, th- I think that's, that's really encouraging to hear. I, I don't think I've ever met Toby in person, but every time anyone speaks of him it's always very positive things it's always like man a dude is the real deal he's solid he's a1 um yeah. so that's that's dope to hear man um so t- so tell me like where where is aaron cole see himself like where do you want to go i mean obviously you've been growing incrementally um you've done the tours you've done the double like you've done all the things in terms of at yeah. this stage but is it just kind of like consistently being faithful to where you're at and wherever god takes you or do you kind of have a specific trajectory that you'd like to be at in three years five years ten years yeah um i definitely think i think i definitely think i'm grateful i'm grateful for where i'm at but I definitely see myself and even like just when I like talk to God about what's going on with me and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I definitely see myself like bigger than what I am now, not just for me, but I think one, the people that he wants me to reach and that I feel like nobody else can reach right now with the, you know what I'm saying, just the things that he's given me, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their own like there's there's people that Dill can reach that I can't reach. There's people that RG can reach. You know what I'm saying? There's people that Torrin Wells can reach that I can't reach. But I feel like there's a specific group of people that I feel like God's called me to reach that I haven't reached yet. Um, and so <clears throat> I think I'm not to that place yet. That that'll be the one thing. And then two, I feel like I'm not in the place of where I can, you know, what I'm saying give the people that I want opportunities those opportunities okay. yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm still, I'm still in that thing of like me trying to get to that um, solidified place. You want to solidify yeah. yourself as you're solidifying yourself. Um, you know, then you want to help other people, and right. uh, and 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 so you're still kind of like on that come up, um, on that come right. up personally. But you kind of got to establish yourself to to do some of the other things and visions you right. have to help other artists, which I think is beautiful, man. That that you yeah. have that same desire to. Uh, reciprocate what Toby was able to do for you. You have a desire. To, it sounds like you have a desire to reciprocate that for the next generation as well. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, that's. I, I guess I finished it because, yeah, that's that's definitely the two things that I'm thinking about right now. Because I feel like I feel like I'm good as far as the stance. Like, even of what the album is about. Like, I feel like I reached a place where I'm definitely um, reached a lot of the things that I said I was going to reach, um, and I think. That almost had me wanting to quit before this album. Like it had me wanting to be like, okay, like I'm kind of good. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of things. <laughs> I'm kind of um, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but like I said, like which I feel like the whole album is about like 
it's about remembering who you are, remembering where you came from, and that's that's what helps you keep going. Like me remembering my why and remembering, you know what I'm saying, why I do what I do. Mm. That's why I'm like, okay, yeah, nah, I'm I'm not even close to done yet. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's good. And you recently got married. For sure. For sure. Let's go. <laughs> I love seeing yeah, like, young young like, young brothers get married, man. You're what? This is like a, a couple months, right? Man, like two three weeks. Two three weeks, couple weeks, man. Yeah. So, t- talk about talk about that and and what was your desire? Because you're still you're 22. So I was 23 when when I got married. You're so you're still young. Yeah. What was it yeah. about wanting? Like how how did that happen? And are you and clearly that's something you desired to get married young. Talk about some of the benefits of just starting your life and your family earlier than what society would tell young men to do. You got to wait till you're 25. You got to wait till you're 30. You got to know yourself, right? All that nonsense. And you're 22 married. Uh, Talk about that, man. Yeah. um, I think it just kind of happened naturally. Um, Like I was, I've been in order for like two, three years now. Um, and we just kind of like grew and uh we was we was long distance like she lives in dallas she she lived in dallas um and yeah it just kind of like it kind of like grew and i remember the moment like i i knew like she was the one um she was at the water for me video shoot so i don't know if you heard my song water for me with paris mm-hmm. and not clyde mm-hmm. um Bye. but she was there and i looked over at her like while we were shooting and she had like a camera bag on this shoulder, you know what I'm saying? She had she had four waters in one hand. She had, you know what I'm saying, Paris jacket, my jacket, um, Clyde's bandana. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you could chill. Like, she's like, no, nah, I'm like, I just want to help. Like, ah, and I was like, okay. that's beautiful. You know yeah. So <clears throat> I think the, the main thing that I've just learned in marriage is like, man, serving is the key, which is, you know what I'm saying? What I told you I learned before, like, just Toby, like, he's a server, you know what I'm saying? And so, like serving is the key to everything and that's what gets you to those you know what i'm saying where god wants you to do because god's the ultimate server like he you know what i'm saying he'd be serving us so and jesus was a server so um yeah man marriage is beautiful it's dope um i like it and uh <laughs> yeah we're gonna keep it at that <laughs> that's awesome do, do, do you think that getting married earlier can be a good thing for this next generation that's coming up and, and and give me some of those benefits um <laughs> all right i think it can be but i also think like the generation today of just the social media generation and all mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm. like it might not be <laughs> okay like <laughs> because of the like what what our generation like values like okay sometimes Talk about it. our generation doesn't our, our generation doesn't value what i saw and you know saying my wife like they're like oh forget that like she just she's got to be bad she got to be bad enough for me to post on instagram she got to be you know what I'm saying bad enough for me to take to whatever take to this place so i can say that i got the baddest girl i can't mm. be with a girl that looked like this because of this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um i think our generation values that a lot and it's i think that only comes from you know what i'm saying they seeing that all the time like they're seeing that on shade room they're seeing that they're seeing divorces they're seeing all that stuff mm-hmm. um so i think for me like i feel like god just place during my life and you know what I'm saying I chose and I feel like it was the right thing for me but I had I would have to say like you got to make sure it's right for you <laughs> you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. if God don't want you to get married until like 30 like that's that's what you got to do because that's mm-hmm. the plan that he has for your life you know what I'm saying so yeah. I don't know that's kind of a sticky thing for me because I feel like a lot of people just value certain certain things over the real things that I feel like God would want us to have a partner for yeah um so yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Well, I think you dropped some gems there, bro. In terms of saying, "Hey, the th- the things that attracted you to her wasn't just the physical, even though right. um, she's beautiful and all that kind of thing. You're f- clearly physically attracted to her. It was her character right. and it was her um, her, yeah. her desire to serve. And you're saying that's one of your values. I think what, what what I guess one of the things that concerns me is that in society there's this 
thing to push young men further and further into adolescence, which is yeah. a relatively modern concept. Like adolescence is be- between when you're a teen and a man, we just kind of have this ambiguous era of life called adolescence and you can kind of stay with your parents as long as you want you ain't got to make no bread you ain't got no responsibilities (laughs) and i think that's dangerous for young men who you know historically have gone and worked the land were farmers were were warriors were in the military so on and so forth and now you're just like yeah it's cool just do nothing play video games and chill you know whereas like when there's that i know what i want out of life i want to be married if I want to be married, I got to learn how to provide for a woman. I got to learn how to take care of a woman, protect a woman. I think that can have a a very practical utility in terms of elevating men to be in positions of leadership. And so I think that's the beautiful part that I see. Because I think you're speaking to like, you're you're, you're thinking of the lowest common denominator in the room who's going to hear you and not have the character you have. And so you're trying to like carefully say that. But I think seeing you get married, seeing John Keith get married, Zach get married, all you brothers are getting married under 23, 23 years old. And yet the world is saying they desire marriage but then they're pushing it out further and further and then you got folks yeah. not getting married till they're 35 and then there's the physical biological clock that you can't really yeah. have kids when you're 40 you know what i mean nah, and like for sure, for sure, push that sure. stuff out so that that, that that's kind of what i was getting at but i like how you answered that because i think you thought yeah. about your dudes that is yeah. out here wild and low-key <laughs> and you're like y'all yeah. don't need to be married at 22 nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah no but i feel you though too that like that's what i feel like i had two like grow grow up moments it was when I when I was when I was eighteen, a song came out. My pops was like, "Man, whether whether I had you know what I'm saying a bunch of money in the bank or whatever, like I had to go get a, I had to get my own spot. You know what I'm saying? So that Whoa. was a grown up moment. Yeah. Your pops so, made you move out at eighteen. Eighteen, I was out. Shout out to pops, <laughs> man. That's a good father right there. Okay, yeah. that's that hard. I had I had maybe a Jeep. Like that was it. I moved I moved with a Jeep, which is. Not a, it might seem like a lot of money, but that's not a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? If you're and you stayed in, in your general area, or did you move to Nashville? Nah, I, moved, I moved to Nashville. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay. And then, what was that? God bless. But yeah, at first it was it was nerve wracking. Like I was kind of like, man, I'm only about to eat cereal. I'm only, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm on that type of vibe. Like yeah. cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you know what I'm saying? Um, gratefully, like God provided. Like that's when I Amen. went on tour. Things, you know what I'm saying? went kind of up. So I was straight, like I've, I've been straight. And then I got kind of in a comfortable place. Then I got married. So it's like, it's, it's back. So I definitely feel you. Like, it's definitely like a growth step of like, nah, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Make sure I provide, I gotta make sure I'm on my 10 toe to do, mm-hmm. I can't just be chilling. So I definitely feel that frame of mind. I was just talking about like our generation. Like, I don't yeah. know some of them, but yeah. not. <laughs> Not all. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do feel like I think I think guys like you and John Keith are are the the um, I ain't trying to gas you up, but like y'all are the prototype. Like go yeah. go go get your life together, go move out, go figure it out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think there's yeah. way less because here's the thing, Aaron. Like your trajectory is only gonna keep getting bigger. Like you're you're gonna only get more eyeballs on you as things go on. So yeah. you at 25 or 30. Yeah. You're going to attract a different type of woman than you at 22 still on the come up. You know what I mean? And so I think I think there's that side of things. But I also just think the practical side of purity, of Mm -hmm. not not being sexually immoral, like there's there's Mm -hmm. a lot of good things there. Sam Kevin Samuels calls it the Ikea marriage. It's like you get something from (laughs) Ikea. Yeah. You get something from Ikea and you assemble it together. You know what I'm saying? And it's like Mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 more work to get something from Ikea than to go and get something when you're buying it from a from a regular furniture place. So he kind of jokes yeah. about it like the Ikea marriage. But a lot of these issues in society can kind of be alleviated with starting early and building a life together instead of saying, well, I'm going to wait until I'm 30 and I got my life together yeah. and I make, you know, this much money and all that kind you're of right. stuff. You know? Yeah. You're so. right in that sense, too. I definitely always wanted to, you know what I'm saying, be with someone that was kind of on the come up. So. Yeah, yeah, you're writing that too. I was just making sure I didn't, you know what I'm saying, speak out. You're not prescribing thing. marriage at 22 to yeah. everybody watching. Yeah. Respect to you, because I think that's yeah. shrewd on your part. Well, let's yeah. listen, let's get into some of these questions. I know you got to go soon. Um, we got a couple questions. So, okay, so this questions came up a lot, and I, 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 I think this is interesting. So this questions came up a lot. How, has Christian Gray 
influenced your sound and that, and people said like mm. they heard some influence from Christian Grey on the record I don't know I don't I don't know I feel like just because y'all sing and make R&B music sing I don't know if that's a yeah, yeah y'all sing right I don't know yeah. if that's like influence as much as like y'all do similar things but is yeah, there yeah. some influence um yeah I don't know I think it's I, I think it's kind of that like we just both sing and rap I will say I feel like School of Roses the first School of Roses was probably mm-hmm. One of the most classic CJ crazy record, yeah, um, amazing. So I definitely was tapping into that album a lot, but um, yeah, I think I think my influences um, are kind of like a wide range because I do so much. So it's like number one, I always say Kirk, you know what I'm saying, which is kind of weird, but it's like I grew up on Kirk. But if you look about, if you think about Kirk, Kirk is in like almost every genre. Like if he if he's doing songs with people, like he's doing songs with Toby, he's doing mm-hmm. songs with. You know what I'm saying? Lil Baby. He's mm-hmm. doing songs with whoever. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I look to them. I look to Toby the Wigway. I look to, you know what I'm saying? Singing wise, music, soul child, like that type of vibe. I feel like it's my influence more, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, music, soul child. child. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you had a chance to get in the studio with Kurt Franklin yet? Not yet, bro. That's that's really the next thing. I'm not gonna capture you. Like that's on Man. that's on the list. <laughs> you and Kurt will be special. Uh one of my dreams, and you may think this is weird. I'm I'm a huge gospel music guy. Um yeah. so uh I I really want to do a record with Fred. Like that's like one of my like Got bucket to. list items. No, man. it goes it goes Kurt, then it goes Fred. See, I would put Fred above Kurt personally, because I feel like Fred Jeez. music means more to me. But Kirk's catalog. Yeah is is bar none like his catalog yeah. is crazy did you watch did you watch the verses yes yes yeah. I, I mean just to me like far as the you know what I'm saying the songs is just different like, i feel like his he has a wider range of audience of like yes. you know what i'm saying whatever but personally i feel you like fred is crazy you know what I'm saying? Amazing, he got a man. different type of you know what I'm saying? Different type of vibe. But yeah. yeah, I feel you though. It's right there. I feel like it's Kirk and Fred. Like and sh- and shout out to my man Street Hymns who introduced me to Fred and had me, we went to the studio a couple years ago That's and hard. I got to meet Fred. And Fred's a good guy. He prayed for us. Like he he's, he the real deal. Like Fred was like the real deal. And I, and I get that sense from Kirk. Again, I haven't met Kirk um, but I, I gathered, like listening to his podcast, listening to him in long form, it seems like both of them yeah. dudes is like, really love jesus and is really cool. out here right you know what i mean yeah so this you, is a good if you go think ahead. about it the people the people that still like kind of doing that thing they they always got probably good character things to say about it like i was Amen. i just put that out there like kirk fred tell me like they've been here for years and yep. i feel like the thing that sustained them is the characters thing so yeah. Amen. Okay, this is a good question. That's kind of a follow-up. Shout out to Kevin uh who asked this. He says, What does living in the world and not of it mean to you? So being in the world but not of the world. I think it's a great question. I kind of talk about this a lot on my channel. How would you yeah. define that for you, Aaron? Like like clearly you're in the world, you're up on fashion, you're up on a slang, you know what I'm saying? Like you're right. you're making music that's not just exclusively for Christians. Um, but you're also, you're distinguished, you're different. You moved out at 18, you come from a great family, you got married at 22, yeah. you're, you're being responsible. How does that look like for you living in the world versus being of the world? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think for me, because I have, I have a lot of, you know what I'm saying, friends um, and stuff like that, like a better word, that's in, you know what I'm saying, in the world or, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Um, and I think it's just, living your life to the biblical standard it's like i feel mm-hmm. like not to be you know saying simple or anything like that but it's like i feel like if i'm just living my life how god intended me to live it like going by the bible you know what i'm saying living you know what i'm saying how he wanted me to live like it's automatically going to set me apart like there's nothing there's nothing i can do about that you know what i'm saying if i'm chilling with you know what i'm saying my boys and they doing whatever but i'm you know what I'm saying? Trying to live a life that's <laughs> biblically, you know what I'm saying, sound and with God, yeah. I'm automatically just going to be set apart. There's nothing that I have to do to not be of the world that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's too like <laughs> simple or No, what, I, th- but, I, th- I think yeah. you nailed it. I think, I think the way I would define it is if you want to be in God's will, you need to be living God's way. So there's a certain yeah. things that we just can't do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can't, there's no, uh, you, you, you can't, you can't yeah. be in God's will and then be like, I'm going to be an OnlyFans model for Jesus. Right? Oh, like, you can't, you can't do oh, that. God. You can't be like, yo, oh, I'm going to live God's way and I'm going to cook meth for Jesus. Like, there's just certain things <laughs> right. that you're not allowed to do as a Christian. Um, right. Right. 
Right. And so I think I think if which you basically said it like you say, hey, I'm living to the biblical standard that's expected of me as a man. I'm going to live God's way. And if yeah. you're in God's ways and you're following God's ways, then you'll always be in God's will. And I think that's the distinguishing part is you can be in the world as long as you're living God's ways. Um, being of the world is when you're not your the world's ways become your ways. Whatever the world right. says about sex, I'm going to adopt about sex. Right. Whatever the world says about money, right. I'm going to adopt about money. So right. I think you're a good example of that, my brother. Um, so let's see. We got a couple questions. I know you got to go soon. Um, this, yeah. is a, this is a cool one. Uh, Jonathan said, if you can work with one mainstream artist, who would it be and why? Mm, good question. Um, let me see. Excuse me. Uh, let me... And that's so tough. I'm probably gonna go music. Music Music Soulchild. Music Soulchild. Bro, yeah. that's a good answer. You, did you hear Bizzle's song with Music Soulchild? Yeah, I was kinda tight. I ain't gonna catch Bro, he told me about it like a year and a half ago. I was like, You got music on a that's record? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. yeah, man. I commented on I was like, man. And he dropped it the same day the album came out. So I was, I, I, was, I, was, I, was like, I was like, man, it's crazy. Yeah, I would definitely say I would definitely say music. I can't think of nobody else right now, but that's that's probably one that'll be like, oh snap, I got a song with music. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. It almost like it almost when someone beats you to the feature, uh, yeah. you almost feel tight because you're like, dang. You know, it's like, I was like, when I saw like Kanye do a song with Fred, and granted, Kanye's on a whole nother level, but I haven't heard yeah. anybody, rappers really do records with Fred. At all. I like, feel dang, that. man. Now, I, now, I when, now when I do a song with Fred, everybody's going to be like, you trying to be like Kanye. Yeah, yeah. I felt <laughs> that way with, um, when Craig did the Tory drum. I was, uh, I was, before Tory got married, like, that was my celebrity crush. No cap. I can't even cap to you right now. Like, that was, I wanted to do a drum with Tory. Like, I wanted to do mm -hmm. a song with Tory, whatever. I, everyone that followed me at that time knew, like, yo, Aaron's trying to do a song with Tory, whatever. Yeah, man, Craig did a song with Tori. I was sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Tori from, Tori from around this way, too. She's from Temecula, which is like 45 minutes from where I'm at. Um, so she's uh, she's 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 good people. We having, we having some, te some technical issues. We good? Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, if y'all watching this live, we doing some Q&A with my man Aaron Cole. Um, let's see. We're going to jump back into it. We're going to try to get to as many questions as we can. It's a busy weekend for him. Um, let me jump back in, and we're back. Okay, let's do some more questions, and then we're going to wrap here in just bro, a second. I'm sorry, bro. Everyone's blowing up my phone. So airplane mode, baby. All right, let's see. Let's I got see. That I got that zone on Do Not Disturb, but it's still coming through. It's I'm still like, hitting you. What is going on? All right, this is a good question. How did you pick the features for your album? Also, mm. appreciate you for being such a genuine artist. Uh, God put right on time and not by chance so perfectly on my life. Congrats on a new album. So how did you pick the features for the, for the album? Man, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so I'll say I made a lot of the album um, with um, Paris Chris. You know who Paris Chris is, right? Yeah, fire. Um, yes, of course. I went I went out to Tulsa, and um, him and his cousin, uh, like, we just started the album together. And they, they was with me, like, from the day one of day before the album came out you know what i'm saying um and <clears throat> so that's how i was picking paris and stuff like that but i think the j the j malls happened just organically like that's that's kind of how i like to pick my features like there's nobody on the album that i don't have a personal relationship with you mm. know what i'm saying so like almost everybody on the album that was invited to my wedding if they couldn't make it they could make <laughs> it but like everybody was invited to my wedding so that's just kind of like how i like to do things um sometimes and it's if, if I find someone that I want to do a, a record with, it's like I try to build that relationship first. So it's like if I never met them before and we want to do a song together, I try to fly out. I try to, you know what I'm saying, whatever. So yeah. we can have that, you know what I'm saying, just connection. Um, so I think that's what happened this time. Like the J Moss was the biggest one on there, I feel like. J Moss and Torn and Toby. Um, and that just, again, happened organically. He hit me up saying that he liked my music. And I was just like shocked. Like, man, that's crazy. Like I grew up on J. Um, and we just built, we built first, like, you know what I'm saying? We was talking on the phone, chopping it up. Um, and then I just got the right song. Same thing with Torn and Toby. Like, of course I'm signed to Toby, but Torn's like my boy. I just left his rehearsal and stuff like that. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I kind of like to get genuine relationships with people and it feels like it's a natural, you know what I'm saying? Coming together when I do songs with them. That's so cool. What's your favorite song on the album? 
I say I had two. One is uh, definitely the one with Jay Moss, just because it's like, you know, I got Jay on the record. But I definitely feel like that's one of the most, like, vulnerable songs I've done. Uh, I feel like I always, I'm always thinking of how to make, like, the perfect song. Like, you know what I'm saying? How many times the hook going to be in there, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. that song I wasn't, like, it just kind of came together. Um, and then a second one would be Can't Choose a Side. Because um, that, that one was just therapy. Like, I really wasn't going to put it on the album. But Paris and Matt was like, this song is crazy. And so I really wrote that. I wrote a lot of that by myself. And I showed it to them. And they was just like, oh, this is crazy. And I was like, really? Like, And yeah, people people love that song. So um, that's probably my top two. That's so cool, man. Um, here's a good question. And I actually think you are um, you're kind of an example of the answer to this question. And you, I want you to answer it. And then I'll give you my, my kind of like why you're the example for this. So this is a good question. It says... Yeah. Uh, what advice uh, you you have for rappers who are just starting in the CHH, you know, based on your experience? Folk rappers, Christian rappers, people trying to get into CHH, based on your experience, what advice would you have for them? Um, I would probably say, I definitely want to hear why you think I'm an example of this. Uh, but I would probably say, um, keep keep working like I feel like people when they first get into this thing they have a lot of expectations of people mm-hmm. like they feel like they're they feel like they're owed something like because we're Christians we're we're owed you to do a feature with me like it's like good old Christian I, entitlement <laughs> yeah like come on dog like yeah I feel like when I first came in like it wasn't it wasn't a lot of love I'm not gonna cap like it wasn't until I started doing things so it's like that that goes with everything. I heard, I heard this story of one of my comedian friends. He did this drawing with Sinbad and he was like hype. Like he was like, mm-hmm. oh snap, I got a show with Sinbad, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he got to talk to Sinbad backstage. And he was like, man, what's the one key to success? What's the one key to making it in this thing? And he was like, man, keep working and keep being funny. And I always listen to that. It's like, man, keep working, keep making sure my craft is right and the, the doors are gonna open. You know what I'm saying? If you keep yeah. just doing your thing, so. That's, That's a gem, and, and we did a we did a conference. Sinbad was at, and that dude is just, he's stand up, man. That is, Sinbad is a yeah. good dude, um, yeah. really stand up guy. I, I would say I think you are the example in this sense. I saw you on TikTok fairly early, and so despite oh, you being signed to Toby, despite you being doing these tours and Dove nominations, I don't know if you had won the Dove Award yet, but I remember yeah. going swiping through TikTok, and, and I don't know what your numbers are like on TikTok. I honestly haven't looked, but I remember looking great. and like, yeah, I remember looking like, yo, this dude is on TikTok. Like, he is signed on TikTok in the trenches with yeah. the rest of us because yeah. you saw the opportunity of a different audience putting in the work on TikTok. And I think yeah. that says a lot to your work ethic and your grind and your fearlessness. And I think, it, you know, the, if you're a new artist, um, you need to be on these platforms that are rewarding virality early and yeah. and working on your chops and understanding how attention works. Because right. um, there's a there is a lot of opportunity out there, whether it's TikTok, YouTube Shorts. They're pushing a lot of YouTube Shorts out right now, which is basically YouTube's version of TikTok. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know if you've been, I don't know if you've been on a YouTube app and then got lost on the YouTube short section. It's like a yeah. whole another yeah. yeah. part of the YouTube. I'm like, whoa, right. like there's a lot yeah. there's a lot here. So I think what I mean by like you're 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 one of the prototypes for that is I feel like you are willing to do things that regular signed artists aren't willing to do. Um, and be willing to try and, and, and experiment and do things like that. And so I think that's something that's that's huge. And that, that, I think that said a lot about your willingness to be on these platforms. Like, if you're a rapper right now and you're not on TikTok, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what I would say. Like, what are you doing? If you're, if you're not constantly making vertical short-form content uh, and you yeah. don't have an audience, that is the... I mean, how many rappers, Aaron, have you recently heard of Christian rappers that di- you didn't even know existed six months ago, but you recently heard of it, and they got 500,000, 200,000 on TikTok, booming. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and and then they're slowly oh, crossing stuff over, and they got more followers on Instagram than a lot of signed artists, right? And it's because yeah. there's a lot of opportunity uh, out there. Do you want to add anything to that before before we uh, go to this nah, last question? Sure. I definitely would say, though, I haven't figured that drawing out yet. I know that. <laughs> like, I'm still, I was on it early, but I've, I have not yet, like, 
The only time I went viral is when I did a video with my moms on Mother's Day. That was I the remember time that. I went viral. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I've been trying to figure it out. But to what you said, like, yeah, it's a it's a lot of artists that is just popping because of TikTok, yeah. and it's like they they got a whole career off of it. So I think it's dope. I'm definitely uh, though always trying to find you know what I'm saying where I can get yeah. my music. So are you following the homie Nick D on TikTok? Yes, which is okay. crazy about Nick D. Nick D, no cap. A couple weeks before he started going crazy, he just reached out to me because he's from VA. And so mm -hmm. I was doing my whole rollout for 202 Down, which is what, you know what I'm saying, Virginia is. I don't know if I mm -hmm. said it in the interview or not yet. But um, he was just like, man, that's what's up. Like, I'm from VA. Like, we like five hours from each other in VA where I grew yeah. up. Yeah. And no cap, two weeks later, bro, just went crazy. So yeah. that joint's dope. <laughs> yeah, he... um. I think if there's anyone that has like the prototype of like how to really go viral on TikTok, it's him. And it's a yeah. lot of like, it's a lot of attention to detail. It's a lot of understanding how brain, brain dopamine levels work, how to make people laugh, how to make people think, how to keep people watching. Um, yeah. And so I think he does it at a, at a great level. But there's other guys that I follow that, you know, they just post good videos of them rapping and they get to the point, yeah. you know, and it's just yeah. they get to the point. Um is your TikTok verified? Because that's another little hack, totally offline. But um, one of the things they recommend, and this is not me speaking on behalf of TikTok, one of the things they recommend is like your first five posts are the most important. And so yeah. if you don't go viral in your first five points, you can, um, you can, you can start another one, but sign mm. in with your Instagram. And sometimes, like if your Instagram mm. is verified, like yours is, and you sign up with yeah. a verified Instagram, TikTok will automatically verify you. Mm. So that that could potentially help, you know. But they'll eventually okay, verify bet. you anyway. But I think those first yeah. five posts are probably the 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 most important. Is uh, just mm. getting those to pop because mine is the same thing. Like I grew, I grew to like thirty thousand on TikTok really fast. And I just, they just yeah. stopped like pushing me to the For You page and I got discouraged. And now yeah. I'm like yeah. 32,000. That's like my weakest platform now. But it's I, there's a lot of value yeah. there. There's a lot of opportunity there. For sure. For sure. No, I feel that. I'm, I'm definitely going to tap into that. I didn't know that stuff. You definitely put me on game. So that's what's up. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to, uh, I think you said his name, Exa. This man said, What's your wife's Instagram? <laughs> oh, he's going crazy. <laughs> Crazy. It's anonymous. Yeah. She yeah, don't got an Instagram. Right. For people that don't know, I just, bro, so when I first started talking to her, bro, I think I posted her um, when I first, like, had the decision to post her. I uh -huh. tagged her, bro, and everybody was just going crazy. And I was like, oh, I'm never doing that again. And I still haven't yeah. done it. So I, yeah, I make yeah. it funny now. Like, I just be like, you thought I was going to tag her. Like, that's her tag. <laughs> so. Bro, I, I, uh, I've posted like family photos with like me and my wife, you know, and it's yeah. never like it's never like thirsty dudes. Right. Because my wife's like a yeah. mom and you know what I mean? But it definitely yeah. is weird when fans will follow my wife to then shoot her yeah. a DM for a question about bro. me. Yes, bro, like, what <laughs> it's like, what doing, are y'all doing? <laughs> like, I. I had just started talking to a girl. They talking about, can you ask Aaron for a feature? Like, oh, I'm never, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. Like, it's not happening. It was over. So, all yeah. right, this is the last question. Yeah, this is the last question, and, and, and it will wrap. Uh, this is a good question. When do you make time to read the word? Mm, that's a good question. So now that I'm married, I'm trying to find that rhythm because I'm. I'm honestly trying to do it with my wife more. You know what I'm saying? Amen. We want all that stuff. Um, but before that, it was it was the first thing when I got up. Like Amen. I feel like that was that was a way of showing like myself and I would say God. Like I'm putting you first in my life. Like I'm seeking you. Yeah. First. Um, so yeah, that's that's when I will find time. Before now, I'm trying to find different patterns because you know what I'm saying wife go to work in the morning, so it's like yep. we're not together and stuff like that. So I might be switching tonight. Um, yep. but yeah, still trying to figure it out. So, yeah, bro. Uh, last question for me. How, how can we be praying for you? How can the folks watching this be praying for you? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, you know what I'm saying? Just got married. So for marriage for sure. Um, I pray yeah. this, this album reaches, um, people that it, you know what I'm saying? needs to reach. I pray, you know what I'm saying? Just pray for me that I stay, you know what I'm saying? Tapped in, you know what I'm saying? To God, how I need to be tapped into him. So, you know what I'm saying? I can lead people well, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I talk about this with my mentor a lot of like, rather us, 
you know what I'm saying, Christian artists want to believe it or not. Like, we kind of like pastors to those people that, mm. you know what I'm saying, uh, listen to our music. And so yeah. I just kind of want to be, you know what I'm saying, a good dude and, you know what I'm saying, live what I'm talking about. So whole thing around, um, I just, just genuine prayer. So I feel like that's it. Yeah, man. That's beautiful, bro. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, brother. We got to have you in person. I was trying to do this in person with you. I was I like, know, man, we got to we got to do it in, in person. Know you know why. what I'm saying? Yeah, now you know why, right? Because it's <laughs> like, oh, you, all the technical <laughs> stuff. But we're we going to get it in person, man, um, especially like 2022. Things is like opening up a little more. I know that you're in Nashville now. So that's, you know, that's that's a lot I can get into when I go out there. So um, let's so. get together in person, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Congratulations do on the album. Y'all go run them numbers up, man. Follow the guy on the gram. Run hey, the come album. Come to the tour, too. Come to the tour. Come to the tour. Are you coming to Cali? Man, I'm not coming to Cali. I'm not coming to Cali. No one ever comes to Cali, bro. It's I'm a tough sorry, market. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm gonna get with you. Uh, I'm gonna get with you in Nashville when after the tour, and we'll, we'll get something in person, brother. Let's do it, bro. Appreciate it. Aaron Thanks Cole, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. Remember to hit that like button and make sure you subscribe. I wanted to tell you about a free upcoming course I am putting together at mastermyhabits.com. When you sign up right now, you'll be the first to be notified about the course. And in the meantime, you'll immediately get access to a playlist going over my journey on how I went from addiction to freedom forming habits. So make sure to hit that link in the description. I'll see you on the next video.